0: Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Now we haven't done a podcast in a little while, uh, way before Christmas, but we're going to bring them back. Uh, first week of February, hopefully we'll be getting one every single week from now on. Now today we have a special guest, we have Doug, we're going to be talking uh, about some of his experiences, about some of his, his stories in terms of, of his running. Um, I mean, over to Doug, give us some, some personal things about you, what, who are you? What have you
1: done? What kind of running events are you into? Okay, well, um, I uh, I was into running at school. I yeah. used to be in the cross-country team and uh, uh, enjoyed all that. And then school finished, and my physical activity finished, really, because I was, I was doing rugby, boxing and running. And uh, I carried on with the boxing, but I totally left because that didn't require me to run particularly, just short distances. I just kind of gave up on the running. and. Rugby, focused on other things. So I kind of left running behind until about five years ago, when a mate decided he wanted to do a run for charity and asked me if I'd join him. And I'd known him because we were both managers for a pub chain. Okay. And he asked me if I'd join join him. I said, Yeah, okay. What? How hard can it be? Knowing nothing. Yeah. Um, so I was about 45 years old at the time. and decided to start training for this what was the Gurkha Run, which is a half marathon over a obstacle course at Salisbury Plain, including going up and down the tank hills um, several times, which <laughs> <laughs> looks great fun, no, no. <laughs> until you do it. No, absolutely. And you have to run some of it with a doko on your back, which is a sandbag, for, um, and you get all these Gurkhas who are doing it and running backwards, going... Going around to make sure you're okay, and they they're on their second lap overtaking. Uh, anyway, my training, I I was living in North Yorkshire at the time. A beautiful scenery, lovely hills, great 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 place to train. Really, and I decided I'd train. On my first day training, I must have got fifty metres, got a stitch, and decided I'd, I'd had enough. I couldn't do it, <laughs> um, so I, I gave up. I thought, well, I'm going to do it because I said I'll do it. So I went down to Salisbury the night before, met my mate and our training pre race training consisted of um getting drunk so <laughs> i don't drink anymore i should say but at the time i did we got drunk um got up in the morning had a quick breakfast went to the um race site and just headed off and it was hell yeah it was it was hell so yeah i just i don't know how but i managed to get round and um, chalked it off. I just thought, right, that's something I've done. I can now say I, I don't need to do that ever again. I've, I've, I've ticked a box. <laughs> um, you know, thank you, Mark, for getting me into that. And uh, yeah, and walking downstairs the next day was a nightmare. With I, any I, event, And I anything. must have looked like I'd got inflated legs or something. I, I, I had to because I stayed in a local B and B. And just coming downstairs, they must have been laughing their heads off watching me. It was, yeah, I couldn't bend my legs, so yeah, that was a killer. And obviously, it was through mud and water up to yeah. your chest. It wasn't like some of these runs where you get it up to your knees. It was proper. It, yeah, yeah, hard work. So I thought that's it. Yeah. And then I I got reasonably well known in the vegan community for some campaigning I'd done. Yeah. And uh, I was offered the opportunity to run the London Marathon for a charity called Animal Free Research UK. Okay. Um, so I thought, as a kid, I'd always dreamt of running a marathon. I just thought these people it's immense. It's something I always wanted to do. Yeah. Never thought I'd get the chance, and didn't think I was capable, to be honest. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try, and I did train for that. Not super brilliantly. Uh, I, but I, I did put in quite a few runs, training, and um, I got around in four hours and two minutes. And wow. For your first marathon as well, that's that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, that, my memory's flawed. That was my second marathon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I missed miss, <laughs> one out, yeah. I did another one for charity as well, but yeah, that was, uh, that was for my local church. He, uh, People who needed uh, funds for a scheme in South Africa. Okay. So I'd, I'd my, my first marathon would would have been four years ago now. Um, so, uh, was the South Downs Marathon. Yeah. Okay. Which starts in Slindon, ends in Petersfield. It's cross country, and you know it was. Yeah, my training as I, I I hardly train. A bit like the previous one, I just thought oh, I'm going to get get the box ticked. Yeah. And. Um, That'll be it, and I had done a little bit of training, and because of where I lived, there were hills, so I like thought it's not going to be so bad. But a marathon's another beast entirely. So absolutely, I got halfway and I was really doing well. I was up with all the club runners. I thought this is this is okay. Got the thirteen point one miles. There was a checkpoint uh, with um, refreshments, food, and water, and I and it was right at the bottom of a steep gradient and I, I won't ever forget it because I made a huge mistake. Um, I didn't know enough about running at the time, I was just learning as I went. Yeah. Got to the bottom of this gradient, stopped, grabbed something to eat, grabbed a drink and my legs all stopped working. Pretty much all my motor functions went and I had to walk for the next five miles before I could even start trying to shuffle along again. I, so I got the first half in less than one fifty. Yeah, I finished that marathon in five hours and fifteen minutes and like Yeah, because you it, had to walk. It was it was painful, really painful. The first half great, second half was yeah, really yeah. painful. Um, so if anyone who wasn't a runner had seen me, and quite a lot of others as well, would have thought they're mad. Why did people choose to do this? Mm. So and I just um, I knew I'd made a mistake. Which is why I was, I was, when I was given the opportunity to run the London Marathon, I was so keen to do it because I thought, well, I'm not going to be uh, making the same mistake again. Yeah. I'm going to train for it, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to be stopping at the bottom of any descents. Turns out, London Marathon hasn't really got any descents. No, it hasn't. It's quite so, flat, isn't it? Yeah. Which is why, it go back to what I said earlier, I, I finished in four hours two minutes, which is a long time off my best. Which, which to be fair doesn't really count because it, it, I only ran half the rest of them. it was tough. So I did that and that's when I fell in love with running, yeah. London Marathon made me fall in love with running. I'd always just ran occasionally on my own, never running in groups and um, so I quite enjoyed this and it's, I was feeling the benefits of it, I was getting healthier, I was, uh, I was getting more energy sounds counterintuitive. the more you run the more energy you get absolutely yeah yeah. so I was really enjoying it and um, yeah I went on ran a few more and over time and then just about, what are we now, we're February so about just over a year ago me and a local woman set up a little running group in Bognor did and um, yeah since then I've, I've run every week with them, we only run a 5k loop roughly, but it's so encouraging running with other people, especially beginners, because I can see where they were at, because it wasn't that long ago with me when I was at so their position. Yeah. and so I've, we have people who, who literally going from the couch t- to 5k and, and struggle to get a kilometre without having to stop, which is fine, they're the people we want, because we want to show them the benefit of running. But we also have people who can run ultra marathons, which is what I'm now into. Yeah. Um, I found after running a few marathons and trying an ultra marathon in last year on my fiftieth birthday, I ran 50k for my fiftieth birthday just to see if I could do it. So well, that yeah. was around Bolton and Cheshire, oh, locally. and yeah, It wasn't yeah. a race. I just wanted to do it for my fiftieth, and decided, yeah, I'm going to sign up for an ultra. So I ran one. And came second, and I couldn't believe it. Bloody hell. And that was Leeds Liverpool Canal. And then, wow. Yeah, I'm, I've run a couple more and just ran one this weekend where I came fifth, uh, a self guided one. And that was local, the South Coast 50. Not long enough for me, probably, as uh, I seem to do better the longer it is. Yeah. So I found my distance um, and really enjoying running with people. I've found the community aspect of it, and being able to chat to people, I'm enjoying it much more than I thought I would. Yeah. So I always considered myself a lone runner. Always a place where I can work out my what's going on in my head, any problems you've got, and it, and it's been fantastic. So yeah, I, I joined Vegan Runners and now. Started up a local branch with my friend and. And the community is so good. Yeah, I should say in our local group we're not we're not um, restricted. We don't confine ourselves to just vegans. Anyone can join our group as long as they're not anti-vegan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyone's welcome. So we, we we welcome anyone who's interested in running and welcome to learn a little bit about um, what being vegan is. So hopefully we can use our knowledge both in running and in terms of nutrition. Uh, in order to help them on their journey and help them become better runners. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I love that. I love the fact that you, you guys have created that little community and, and every time we see you every single week there's obviously that there, everyone is there. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a regular thing where everyone comes as well, isn't it? You know, you've got a nice, uh, nice group of people that you do that you do train with. Going back to obviously your first marathon and and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and doing um, those hills and, and talking about you know get, get to the bottom of that hill and, and your legs starting to uh, to go and you couldn't move etc. Now I've had exactly the same thing. Obviously I didn't stop. I was quite lucky that I didn't stop and I was able to, to go quite um, soon afterwards. But with with me when I did the um, the New Forest Marathon it was quite hilly mm-hmm. and and it was so so difficult so difficult. Now, the experience that you've got now, what would you tell people that is gonna do a marathon or has maybe got a event that's quite hilly? What would you say to them now with your experience of,
1: of what they should do? Well, firstly, don't start too quickly. Yeah. That's common sense, everyone knows that. Everyone wants to get out of the blocks and. Go quick. It's not a sprint, No, it's a marathon, um, so don't go too quick, you can always finish strong. I, I, I prefer to finish strong yeah. because you get such a boost that they're in the last kilometre passing people. Um, and it's far far better than getting hauled in, because when you're getting hauled in, uh, mentally that's quite draining. Absolutely so I agree can, with that. It, it demotivates you, so uh, I like to finish strong. So when you're facing hills, I think one key, if it's very hilly, and you're not confident on hills, walk them. Yeah. Uh, honestly, because when you're running up them hills, you're going to take a lot out of yourself. you find ultra runners, quite often the super ultra runners, the people who do the 100 milers, 200 milers, yeah. they're walking up every hill, they, okay. won't, they won't run up hills, I didn't know that. even though they can, because it, it uh, destroys them, so, yeah. so it, that would take miles out of you. So you will find people like Rich Roll walking up a hill, and you're like, wow, this guy can run up, you know you can. And depending on the distance of course, but he, he's, he, he'll he train running them, and then you'll see them walking up them in a race. And they all advise you to walk up a hill on an ultra, not, not so much on a marathon, marathons aren't normally that hilly. No. But if you do do off-road ones, yeah, just learn to walk up the hills, especially the steep ones. Um, I did Lot Ness the last two years, and that's got a couple of hills, fairly steep ones. And I did, I, I don't walk up them, but, no. but because it's a road marathon, um, it's slightly different. And more grip. I, and also, I enjoy overtaking people on hills because I'm not a speedster. So yeah, I will, I will pass a lot of people who are walking up the hill. But yeah, if you're struggling with them, especially on an early marathon. Walk up the hills, yeah, and um, and also nutrition. It's a perfect time if you're going to walk up a hill to take any nutrition because mm-hmm. you're supposed to be taking in carbohydrates every 15 20 minutes on a during exercise. And if you think about it, that's quite a lot, yeah, on, on a marathon. So, unless you're running it super quick, like Kipchoge fast, you're going to need to be taking in a lot of carbs. So, you want to be if Every chance you get eating, I struggle to eat during a run, Me too. so if I walk up a hill, I can eat a cliff Bar, mm. I couldn't eat a cliff Bar running, uh, I could take one of the cyst gels, but that's a slightly different kind of nutrition and it can make you feel quite sick because they're very sugary, mm. but but yeah, walk up hill and take your nutrition at that same time.
0: Okay. That's a cool, that's a cool little bit of advice I have to say, because obviously I've never thought about doing it that, that way at all, never thought about doing it that way at all, I think that's really important, and I think that's what most people do miss out, especially when you're running marathon distances, is, is the nutrition based, I definitely did, the first two events that I did, I 100% did, and I, I, I struggled because I was getting cramped, I was feeling sick because I was thinking oh I've just got to get those, those gels in, yeah. I think I had like three or four gels, and I remember getting to the end of the Southampton um, marathon and thinking, I'm about to throw up everywhere. Like, I'm feeling awful. Um, so I definitely think it's it's important, that nutrition side of stuff, you know, definitely. Um, but I think that's a really, really good point that you put up there. You know, these extreme athletes that are doing, you know, ultras are actually walking up hills yeah. and things like that, you know. And, and I think... That's the misconception with with marathons and stuff is that people think that they can't, they they shouldn't be walking. You know, they shouldn't be walking,
1: when actually, maybe it's a good idea. You There's know? nothing wrong with walking during a marathon. I mean, my best times in marathons are where I haven't walked, but that's that's road marathons. Yeah, that is not uh, trail marathons, especially ones that are very early. Mm. And you know, it makes total sense. Uh, because if you think about these guys who are doing the. Super ultras, they're like 100, 200, 300 miles. Oh, country Pilbits just done a three hundred. Yeah. Insane. But you know, they they've got to take their nutrition somewhere. Where are they going to do it? They're not going to sit down and have a meal if, no. if if it's going to cost them time. So they walk up the hills and take that opportunity to take their nutrition. Yeah. And then fly down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's a really good, a really good idea. You know, a really good nutrition. Good. I found it, it's so important to. And i found this through mistakes during marathons as well, When, especially when you're staying in a strange place and, and you might find there's nowhere open or you can't get into a pasta-based restaurant at night, so you end up going to a Tesco Express or something and buying crap. Yeah. And, and it really affects your gut. You need to have a, a, a pre-race ritual, really. The night before to, like, carb load and on the morning have a breakfast and not something unusual. Yeah, I've, I've I've made that mistake. I made that mistake at Loch Ness this year and had to stop four times for sitting down purposes. Really? Yeah. Or, yeah. In toilets or eating, yeah, you just have to, to squat toilets. Toilets. And uh, I wished I'd taken Imodium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was um, because I rushed food and I had different because there was nowhere open. Yeah. I had to be up super early for them to take us to the. because I didn't stay in a hotel, I stayed in a. The year before I stayed in a hotel okay, Yeah. this year I stayed in a cheap B and B and it had no kitchen. the kitchen wasn't open in time. So I couldn't cook anything. So I had to nip into the co op and grab I think I I got some of bread and hummus or whatever. which is food and it's energy but it's not, yeah. not ideal. Especially when your body's not used to having that for breakfast. Yeah. So it's ritual have the same thing that you know your no stomach's gonna be able to cope with. During a run,
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So obviously, we know a little bit more about, the fact that you uh, love your ultras, um, etc., etc. What would be the two biggest things that you find are most rewarding with doing
1: ultra marathons? Um, Yeah, it's very different. Um, I finishing my first marathon was so emotional, and London was really emotional because it's so. And the crowds are so good. Yeah. And you probably run an extra mile just overtaking wombles and rhinos and whatever because you have to zigzag. And I made the mistake of starting at the back thinking I'm not going to be quick enough. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, yeah, so you have to overtake all these. So it, it can be difficult uh, like that. But re- rewarding in terms of um, ultramarathons, it's, uh, it's knowing at the end of it that you were able to push beyond your limits yeah you know, how how often do we say, "Oh, we can't do that, yeah, and there's one thing I've learned about myself is I hate quitting whatever I commit to do if i if I fail something, I will beat myself up about it, so I would rather crawl um fifty miles than not finish a fifty mile race yeah um and and just being able to be on my feet at the finish, it's so. It's ultra rewarding, really. Uh, It's you you just uh, know, people say you can't do this, especially as you get older. Uh, I'm beyond 50 now, and um, people say, Oh, you can't do this. Uh, You fall into a risk category on risk assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Well, let's have a look, see what I can do. And I'm doing stuff now due to running. That I could not do ten years ago, mm-hmm. and there are other factors as well. You, I think diet plays a huge part. Lifestyle choices make a, play a huge part. Um, mental toughness can play a huge part. As some of the best long-distance runners in the world have had traumatic pasts, and I think they're sort of battling demons, which helps them to get through these races. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to be what people would call mentally strong to get through a race, but people who are survivors. Are good runners, so if people have survived some kind of trauma. Yeah, I think they make great runners because they're battlers. They were, they're survivors. They, they can go that extra mile. Absolutely, no, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that, and
0: I think that's a a really good, a really good point to go go through. You know, it isn't going to be a battle, and I think people that that and maybe wanting to run a marathon or or longer distances even up to half marathon, you know, for some people half marathons are massive. Um, I think that's what you've got to remember is, you know, you've got to be you've got to keep your head tough, you know, you've got to keep your head strong. Like we said, it doesn't matter if you're walking at the end of of it, but it doesn't matter if you walk halfway through it, it doesn't matter. You know, you have I think there's a there was a a statistic. I think if you run a marathon, I think you're in the I think it's like the one percent of the UK that's ran a marathon or something like that, you know that is crazy you 're in the one percent of people in the whole of the uk that 's run a marathon I look at
1: uh, even 5k and um, people who I, I remember when I first started running training mentally aiming at the next lamppost, yeah, and then I could walk for the next two lampposts and then run between the lampposts that 's a goal and to some people that's a huge achievement and to me at the time it was a huge achievement. Yeah. So now instead of a lamp post I have stages as my um, my goal, I can have a short rest where I pick up the map to the next stage and take in some nutrition and a drink and then crack on. But um, it's exactly the same but in a microcosm for a shorter distance. So if people say they're not runners, I wasn't a runner four years, five years yeah. ago. I'm fifty-one in two days, and that, and and I've only been running for four to five years, probably only four years, really, yeah. and only really weekly, uh, or or more than once a week for the last eighteen months. Before that, not really. No. So I, I'd say my running is getting better and stronger, and I'm I'm placing better than I ever have. Yeah. And so. Getting older is not the barrier people think it is, and people when they say to me, "I'm not a runner," I say, yet it's a bit like when I'm when I'm trying to advocate for, for veganism, and say, "I'm not a vegan." I say, oh, "No," but there are, there is there is a potential for you to be, should you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and if you can see the benefits of running or diet or whatever, then you'd be crazy not to choose them. So I I, I think if I, I want to see the world running, whether it's 5K, whether it's 1K, 5K, 10,000 meters, a marathon, ultramarathon, whatever it is that makes people feel better about themselves and it releases so many endorphins, it's great and so again going back to the mental health side, it's so important people um, find a form of exercise that can help them with uh, uh, any mental health issues they've got. Uh, I'm not... Prescribing it as a medicine, but I'm saying it it definitely improves your uh, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual well-being for me. So why
0: not for others? Absolutely, uh, that's uh, that's beautiful. You know, that is beautiful in in terms of you've got to find what is good for you. You've got to find the things that are good for you. You know, some people, yeah, okay, maybe some people don't like running. Some people maybe don't think that running is for them, but find what's good for you in a way, you know, find what is good for you and and what is going to be valuable for in terms of your your health and your mental health. What would you say to someone right now? Because the common thing that that we, we get sometimes is, is, oh no, I don't like running, or oh no, I couldn't run. What would be the one thing that you would tell that person right now if
1: they said that to you? Well, I'd say, okay, well, if you don't enjoy running, let's do something else, let's work towards it, we can find another way of giving you some kind of um, cardiovascular exercise, we can, do, we, can, uh, we can try walking and we can do um, a little bit of uh, intervals, a bit of a uh, work on the ellipticals in the, in the gym Yeah. or take up something that gets your heart rate increased because mm-hmm. you will imp- see the benefits and, and uh, if you see how that's benefiting you personally you'll suddenly once once you have um, got that energy, and uh, that might include um, tinkering with your diet a little yeah, bit, so giving you the energy that you need you'll find you 've got energy to burn and you want to spend it somewhere yeah, and you might find like I hated the idea of running six years ago, you'd never have seen me running i wouldn 't even run for a bus I'd just go like that I'd yeah, just go. Yeah. Uh, you might find. Soon as you've um, cha- made a few lifestyle changes that are benefiting your health, and you've got that energy, that suddenly running is not such a bad idea after all. Yeah. And when you join a community of runners as well, especially something like a catch to five k or a, or a little local running group, you uh, you f- find other people at the same stage as you, and there's no pressure. Then you'll find just moving your feet a little bit faster than your walk. You're quite You'll, you'll reap the benefits, yeah. so don't write, write it off. Don't don't panic about it, and don't think I've got to run because, um, you know, other people say it's the best thing. It, it's not necessarily the best thing for everyone, but it will benefit everyone yeah. you know, if they choose to do it. So work your way towards it, and you might find you want to take it up yourself. We'll see. Yeah,
0: I think you've, you hit it really well with what you said earlier with. I don't think people like the idea of running. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing. I think that's number one. People don't like the idea of having to run. They find it boring. They think it's boring. you know. But then if you think about how most people train, you know, people like that I've spoken to before that have said this, is, is they go out and they're running, which is brilliant. That's epic that you're running. That's great that you're running you're just hitting the pavement you know you 're not necessarily you don't necessarily have a goal on what you're going to like a five couch to five k like a ten k like a five k apart from whatever you know they don't have that kind of um that goal that they're going for, so they're just going out for a run pan of the pavement, but there's nothing that's going to be at the end of that and I think that's sometimes what puts people off you know they don't necessarily give themselves the time to be able to enjoy it
1: so, you know, can- yeah so so setting a goal, if you say you want to run, say well what do you mean by that? Do you want to be able to run a park run? Do you yeah. want to be able to run a marathon? Yeah. And then you work towards that goal. And, you, and it might mean you run to the next lamppost. And then the next day you run to two lampposts. And you know, you, you, you build on a goal. But if you don't set a goal, you can't ever achieve it. So and that's the thing, isn't it? You know, I and mean, that's the main yeah. thing. My first goal in a marathon was to survive. Yeah. I did. My second goal was to not come last. And it took me probably five, I'd run five marathons before I considered myself a runner. Yeah. So, which is nonsense. People say I'm not a runner. If you run at all, even one kilometre, you're a runner. You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, people just don't come but think, oh, you yeah, think I'm not, you yeah, know, I'm not, you know, I'm not anything like the quality of by elite athlete. No but I now consider myself a runner. Yeah, absolutely, you know, absolutely. I think that's what people need to take it out of their heads, is that, they, you know, you, you're running, you are a runner, you know, you well, are My only competition is there.
0: Mm, your so head.
1: Not, if I'm running with you, my, I'm not racing you, no. I'm racing me. And, um, you know, so it's all about your own goals. Mm. So you'll have very different goals to me. Absolutely. I know you're, you're super quick over 10K, for example. I'm yeah. I'm not yet. I'm not used to be. Anxiety, exactly. You know. Exactly, I think it's being specific, and I think that's that's
0: maybe what we can, you know, uh, go down in terms of of your training. You know, that's what I personally trained for. You know, obviously I did my three marathons as well, but when we did the Bogman 10 and obviously yeah, when yeah, we were yeah. together, you know, that's what I trained for. I trained for that for about four, four, five, six weeks alongside doing my marathon training, which I probably shouldn't have done really, but you know, I trained to to become you know, a lot quicker, or try to become a lot quicker. So in terms of your training, Doug, you know, obviously, let's say, let's skip all the 10k, 5k, half marathon, marathon. What kind of stuff do you do for your ultra marathon in terms of your training? Maybe 12 or eight weeks
1: before, what are you doing? Well, I'm in a block at the minute, because I've just ran one. Okay. And I've got another one in March, okay. which is, um, how many weeks away? March 20th, so about Five eight. weeks, six, uh, five, yeah, whatever. Five weeks is it? Six it weeks? Might be more. It might be seven. Eight, yeah. yeah. Eight. Anyway, anyway, at the minute, probably between sixty and a hundred miles a week. Okay. Um, depending, and I'll reach. My long run is always Sunday. Okay. I stick a midweek long run in as well, which is not quite as long. So I, I know, I run probably. Almost every, well, at the minute I, I've taken a pledge this year to run every day. Okay. So I wouldn't ordinarily encourage everyone to run every no, day. No, no, no. But I, I am doing it at the minute, but that might just be a mile. So on a Monday, I'll run five miles. Um, I call it kind of recovery rate, so not going quick, yep. um, at a comfortable pace. Tuesday, I try, <laughs> I'm very bad. I'm supposed to do intervals on Tuesday. Yeah. I'm more likely to do hill runs. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I really don't enjoy hill interval running. No, no. I'm not a quick runner. I like yeah. I should work on it. I mm. know, oh my bad. So <laughs> I should do intervals on Tuesdays. I end up quite often just doing hill runs. Yeah. Or get on the um treadmill in the gym yeah. and put it on a on a sort of felt like kind of hills. Yeah. Um and uh, on Wednesday I do a, my first long run of the week, which would be 10-12 so to 12 miles mm. at the kind of pace I want to be running a race at. Okay. Right? Um, and then uh, Thursday, 5 miles, plus my club run, which I don't really consider a run, yep. just running with a group of people. Yeah, fun um, runners. Yeah, many. exactly. Um, Friday, again, I'll cut it back a little bit, I might run 3 miles. Um fairly fast though mm-hmm. I do it at as fast as I can run it Saturday. I don't do park runs just because it's not my distance um not your think yeah i yeah I've nothing I I I've only ever done four yeah so i on a on a Saturday, I' will probably run um ten miles. I won't consider that a long run though because I'll do it at a fairly Sedentary pace, yeah, so fairly easy. And then Sunday is my long run, which mm. can go anything from uh, 18 to 35 miles, so yeah. depend, depending. So, and I've seen you a couple of times when I'm coming to the end of it, coming along but yeah. or wherever. Um, but I've got a few loops that I do um, locally, and the longest one I've done around here is 36 miles. But depending on what the ultra is you're training for. Mm. If I'm running a 50 miler, I won't run more than 40 miles no, no, no. until race day. Uh, some people do, some people run yeah, no. um, those kind of distances. But that's the kind of thing I do. Um, if I wasn't running every day, I might skip the Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sometimes life happens and mm-hmm. you have to skip stuff. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'll always try at the minute to get something in, it, even if it means just uh, chucking on a waterproof and running for a mile. Mm. Okay? Just something. And the more I run, the more I enjoy running. Mm. So when you get into the habit of thinking, you're rewarding yourself by not running, thinking, "Oh, it's raining, or it's cold, and I don't want to run." And this is a reward staying in. That kind of mindset turns you off running. Yeah. When you go out in it, especially in a club run, and you see others turn up. And it's peeing it down, and it's windy, and you just think, "Wow, yeah, what? Yeah, this is what it's about." And you enjoy it, and the release of energy and you know positive hormones in your body from doing that. You'd never have got that if you'd stayed in. No, <laughs> you know? no, absolutely. So that's my kind of training, anyway. And yeah, and always I'll, I'll probably on a longer, run, I should have said I will never eat. More, uh, Within the two to two and a half hours of running. Okay. So, about two and a half hours before i run, I'll have something yeah, on, yeah. on a long run. So, okay. if I'm running at eight, I'd want to be eating latest six or a, or a skip and then um, then eat afterwards. Yeah. That's a big
0: accumulation of miles, isn't it? You know, and that's for the kind of stuff that you need to do, 100%. In terms of any strength training in the gym, obviously, you sometimes do a little bit of strength training as well, don't you? I'll see yeah. you. Um, in the gym doing some stuff which is brilliant. Um, do you feel like that benefits you
1: in any way? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, in terms of running you want lower body and core yeah. particularly uh, really good. We all need a decent core yeah. in order to uh, do anything in life. Even functional stuff that we do at home mm. need. You need some kind of core strength, otherwise you're com- constantly going to get a bad back, and a bad back with a runner is a nightmare. Yeah, I've had it. I've had a lower uh, back pain before when running, and that's because my core was not strong enough. Yeah, and I've just signed up for another block with Jane to help me. I My core, just because however good people might think it looks, it can always be better. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to improve my running. I don't want to. I don't want to maintain it. I want to get better. Mm. And again. Glutes, um, quads, uh, hamstrings, your lower body. Working on your uh, soleus and you know your calf muscles just can't do anything but improve your running. Mm-hmm. And uh, working on flexibility as well, especially around the ankles, because mm-hmm. running can can cause some kind of problems with your joints. So if you're if you're working on flexibility, you're addressing that. So a lot of people won't work on their ankles, and you know you can injure your ankles quite yeah. easily. Thankfully, I've had no real injuries to contend with um, for a long time. But you know that's probably because I'm doing the stretching, doing the flexibility. Absolutely. But, like, again, I need to work on the lower body. Again, I've signed up for a class. I'm doing one in. Ooh. About forty-five minutes, just yeah. just safe lifting. You know, yeah, not, I, I will do leg leg work, but I'm not used to doing since I was a teenager. Really, the free weight leg exercises, so squats, deadlifts. Uh, you know, so I've signed up for a little course just a refresh on Yeah, that. it's brilliant. Always try and do something. I, mean, I don't know if you have any observations about strength training and running that you might want to share. You know, I've um,
0: I've been researching quite a lot because I've been quite unwell over the, the Christmas period. Um, I've been researching quite a lot in terms of uh, the kind of stuff that I want to try and implement into my training this year. And um, I've looked a lot into strength training, and something that is it's it's something that's very very overlooked and not really unless you are like at high level, elite level of of, of sport it's not really looked at very much, you know, obviously you see the, you see it on on, um, on YouTube and stuff, obviously if you look it up, there's basic stuff in there, you know, um, but only through me reading, getting books and, and reading books, you know, I've got a, a running book on conditioning, on strength and conditioning and other stuff, you don't realise how beneficial it actually is, you know, you, you've put it perfectly a second ago, you know, you don't actually realise how beneficial it is. Um, and it's definitely something that I am 100% going to do a block of before I start doing my, doing my training. You know, I like to do Bournemouth Marathon in, in September. Okay. So what I'm going to try and do is is, is create a block of strength training before I even do any exercise in terms of my running um, at all, um, just to get myself back into the rhythm of of getting stronger because I'm really interested to see if it works, you know, and that's something that then you can, we can then implement into others' training, into you know, in terms of we can talk a lot uh, about it a lot more. Because I do feel like it is a very overlooked thing, you know. A lot of trainers, in terms of running trainers, are incredible, incredible, incredible trainers in terms of running, um, but they don't they don't advocate doing you know, a lot of strength training. The advocate doing, okay, build up the miles. You know, you're only gonna get better if you start, if you carry on running. And that's 100% correct, you know, 100% correct. It doesn't factor in any potential injuries, does it? Exactly, it's injury prevention. You know, that's what it, plainly, that's what it is, isn't it, you know? It's allowing your body to put up with, a, with, a, with more strain, you know, over, the, over those distances. Um, And I personally think it's going to be a really
1: important and a big factor in my training. And I think it's really important that, especially if we're going to be advising anyone on running, that you experiment with yourself. Yeah. So, I would never say to someone, for example, you need to do a load of glute exercises and make your backside strong, Mm -hmm. unless I'd experimented myself and found that it improved my running. Yeah. It's common sense that it will, Mm -hmm. um, but I want to be able to show it to myself and say, "Well, look, my my stri- my um, my improved as a result of doing more glute uh, exercises." And how many men skip glutes in the gym? Oh, everyone! Well, how yeah. many how many people skip legs in the gym? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot
0: of people do. A yeah. lot of people do. co Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you feel? like is the biggest issue within our running community right now what do you feel is the the biggest thing that affects people in terms of
1: their running or or whatever whatever you feel like is the biggest issue what would you say it was well there's probably a couple that i i can think of i mean obviously in the news at the minute is is the um equipment we we wear one of the benefits of running is it's cheap yeah we only have to buy our running shoes really yeah but running shoes are kind of in the news at the minute yeah with nike getting um their, their shoes disqualified from official races now, some of them because of the carbon inside them, yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of what you wear, and so many people choose the wrong footwear anyway, mm-hmm. but not in terms of potentially cheating or getting, gaining an advantage, I mean in terms of injury prevention and wearing the right shoe for your running style, so it's really important when people run that they get, get the right Shoes. I see so many people running and picking up injuries and, and shin splints, and, all, and and it's because quite often, not always, but it's quite often because they're running in the wrong kind of shoe. Mm-hmm. They got. You see them wearing these massive, built-up soles, and you're like, it's crazy. Why yeah. are you wearing them? Some of the best, some of the best runners in the world wear virtually no sole on their shoes. Yeah, yeah, they know, they know something. You know, they, they know, 100% you I know, agree, I mean. experiment fine, but but always use, um, I, do, I tell people who are buying running shoes always go to get them properly fitted mm-hmm. at a recognized running store, not not just popping into your local shop because they'll try and sell you the most expensive shoe yeah. they've got, you want to go somewhere where they uh, you can try a different couple of different uh, styles and, and where they uh, biometrically check your running style and see, you know, see what cadence you've got and you know, check, check everything about your running if you can. So I know there are some places like that because I got mine checked out in uh, up and running in Leeds. Yeah, uh, fantastic. There's one in Portsmouth, very good. There's one in Chai, isn't it? Is it called the Run Company the one in Chai is good, but you have to get the running staff in on duty. Okay. If, if you haven't, and some of them are really good and they're knowledgeable runners, but not everyone who works in, sh- in running shops is a runner, no. who knows a lot about running, so just make an appointment, because mm-hmm. they're not going to give you an appointment with just someone who's uh, on a training scheme, whatever, uh, and might not even be interested in running, they're just a sales assistant, yeah. so they're interested in selling you their so expensive shoe, mm. but if you can get them, you're running analysed away from a sales perspective, even better, because they've got nothing to sell you, Yeah. You can say, well I want this kind of shoe, and then you go into the shop knowing what you want, but the other thing that I should mention is nutrition. I'm 100% convinced my running's got stronger and stronger as a consequence of my nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say being vegan makes you quicker, because it it doesn't necessarily, but the the less processed food I've eaten, um, the better my energy levels, the better my recovery levels. So it's not just the fact that I don't eat meat, dairy and eggs, it's also the fact that I'm, I'm avoiding processed foods. I don't wholly avoid processed foods. I do have them occasionally, especially when I go to these fairs and whatever. Yeah, way. yeah. You know, I do. You know, you've got to try the new things, so um, I, quite, I quite often do. But the vast majority of what I eat, especially running up to a race, is as whole food plant-based mm-hmm. as I can get it, because the energy levels are great, they're full of phytochemicals, they're full of uh, anti, anti-inflammatories, so lots of berries, seeds, yeah. nuts, uh, fresh plants, fantastic because not just the energy levels but also the recovery rates and, and I'd say a lot of runners have benefits when they take on a less processed diet, so even if you want to continue eating the stuff that um, I wouldn't eat, I'd recommend cutting out your process, or, or at least limiting your processed food as much as you can. So, uh, what you'll get in processed food is loads of sugar and loads of salt. Yeah. And they deprive it of its nutrients, so they'll take the nutrients out in order to fill it with these things. Mm. So, it, it's kind of crazy that we, um, we crave high sugar foods because uh, they, they make us feel sated quicker but they're not good for us. No, no. So avoid avoid as much as you can process us. I think nutrition's incredibly important in running and it is becoming um, a hot topic in running at the minute. And there are other issues but um, not ones that I'm really involved with.
0: Yeah. That's perfect. That's brilliant. And think those two issues that you've brought up are two big issues that really need to be looked at, you know. Um i 've had shoes before that i 've worn that were awful and and I remember I remember my knees hurting, my ankles hurting, my hips hurting um, I remember it you know I remember it, and actually getting myself into a shoe that's good for me, you know see not these ones these are yeah. but um, getting something that's obviously good for me is is really
1: important you know really important I think it's a really good point for you to bring in yeah um, and it's not just the brand no because all brands have different shoes. Yeah. So I could say I, I, I love running in Brooks, which is true, I do, but not all of the Brooks suit me. No. So, the, the, yeah, and it depends on the terrain you're running in as well. So. Yeah, obviously if you run uphill and, yeah. and doing. Well, I'm actually yeah. wearing trail shoes right now, which are great for trails. Yeah. Not so great for road running, but, you know, I, I, got, I tried. Poker one because I hear so many good things about them, and for me they don't work. No, because it's like running on a trampoline for me. They're is just it? so springy. Mm. which I guess suits some people's running styles, but for me it's just, it, yeah, they're sitting in my cupboard. Mm. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Those don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it's just what it is, isn't it? You know, you've got to find something that's good for you, something that, yeah. that value it's value to you. I mean, that's the main thing. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that's the main thing. Thank you so much for coming in today and doing this for me. I really appreciate it, Doug. You. Um, you've got some beautiful, beautiful stories. And we can definitely take a lot of value out of what we've we talked about today. You know, if people listen, when people listen to this, you know, they're going to find a lot of value in what you've said. So I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much. Right. Um, yeah, but apart from that, thank you very much. Um, and we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you very much. Keep on running.